0: The message you're about listening to is from Pastor E.A. Adeboe, the General Overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. of our praises today, hallelujah. of days, the unchangeable changer, the one who has no beginning and has no ending, the one last year, the one this year, the one in the years to come. Glory be to your holy name. Please accept our worship in Jesus' name. Thank you for all you've done in the past Holy Ghost services. Thank you especially for what you did during your Congress. Thank you for the wonderful testimonies. Father, accept our worship in Jesus' name. Thank you because the siege is over. Whether the devil likes it or not, the siege is over father accept our worship in Jesus name. Tonight as we gather before you let your fresh air blow. The kind of miracles you have never done before father perform in all our lives. At the end of it all let your name be glorified. In Jesus' marvelous name, we have prayed. Amen. Now let someone shout hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Fresh air. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed the man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. As we go along, I will tell you the prayer points. When I get to that prayer point, write it down. Uh, I will allow you to pray all your prayers together at the end of the sermon. The young man who spoke before me, I thank God for his life. He has done a great job. Uh, he has defined for us what air is, analyzed it into oxygen and carbon dioxide and all the etcetera, etcetera. He has spoken about what is fresh. Fresh means new, uncontaminated, uh, undiluted, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he almost began to preach my sermon. <laughs> He did a great job. Let's give the Lord a big round of applause. for The very first time that man came in contact with fresh air from God, it was an ordinary mud. Ordinary dust of the earth. God formed the man of the dust of the earth, and it was dust until God breathed into his nostril the breath of life, and all of a sudden, what was useless helpless, dust, something that you are supposed to walk upon, urinate upon, dig with holes and diggers, became something extraordinarily precious. He became a living soul. Matthew chapter 16, verse 26. Matthew 16, verse 26 says, What does he profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? His soul is worth more than all the money in the world. All the money in America, all the money in China, all the money in Europe, all the money in the Arab countries, etc., etc., add all of them together, they are not enough to buy a soul from nothing to something so precious that money can buy it. In Job 27 verse 3, Job 27 verse 3, Job was speaking, I said, the breath in me is the spirit of God in my nostrils. So when you are breathing in and out, is the spirit of God going in and out? In Job 33 verse 4, Job 33 verse 4, Job said, the spirit of God has made me the breath of the Almighty has given me life. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 7. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 7 says, When that breath is withdrawn, dust returns to dust. The moment a man stops breathing, he begins to rot. It becomes useless again. Samuel was a houseboy. 1 Samuel chapter 3, from verse 1 to 9. 1 Samuel chapter 3, from verse nine, 1 to 9. He was a houseboy of Eli. Then God breathed on him. He heard. The voice of the giver of life. And all of a sudden, the houseboy began to change. And very soon, he became a kingmaker. In 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 1, 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 1, he became the first kingmaker of Israel. And he went further. By the time you get to 1 Samuel chapter 15 from verse 16 to 29, 1 Samuel 15 from verse 16 to 29, he wasn't just a king maker, he became a king remover. He became so mighty that a king tore his dress and he turned around and said to the king, Your kingdom is torn. It started as nothing. But the breath of God changed him to someone extraordinary. Some years ago, I went to visit an African country. And I wanted to have an appointment with the head of state. One way or the other, I got the appointment. And they warned me, this is Monday morning. This is the time for cabinet meeting. Don't take more than 15 minutes of the president. And I said, yes, sir. I got in. We started talking. I wasn't the one taking the time of the president. Was the president taking my time? After one hour, one of his aides came in probably to signal to him that the cabinet is waiting. He turned to the aide and said, bring us a pot of tea and two cups. So we sat down there, and you know what we were talking about, you have a rough idea. Drinking tea. Finally, hours later, somebody was asking another fellow, who is that fellow delaying the cabinet? And somebody answered and said, "It's one pastor from somewhere in Africa. And the other one said, Pastor? It's not even a bishop. I believe the almighty God is going to breathe on someone today. (laughs) And you are going to become very, very special. Your prayer number one, write it down. Father, Please breathe on me and make something significant of my life. Breathe on me. Make something significant out of my life. You can put in brackets. Breathe on me. Don't let me die ordinary. Number two. Fresh air. Commit to you that not only is your siege over, it's going to be over permanently. In Exodus chapter 2, from verse 23 to 25, Exodus chapter 2, from verse 23 to 25, The Bible describes for us the situation of the children of Israel in the land of Egypt. Things were rough. Things were hot. They were laboring without anything to show for it. They could die And nobody in the government paid any attention. Then, in Exodus chapter 12, from verse 1 to the end, Exodus 12, from verse 1 to the end, their siege was over. The heat was gone. Freedom came they began to breathe the breath of the fresh air of deliverance, of liberty, of prosperity, because they became wealthy. But the enemy tried to bring them back into captivity. Exodus chapter 14. You can read it from verse 1 to 20. Exodus 14, from verse 1 to 20. The Bible said they looked back and they saw the entire army of Pharaoh pursuing them. And they knew the implication. They were about to be taken back into captivity. But then God did something extraordinary. God breathed again. Exodus chapter 15 from verse 8 to 11. Exodus 15, 8 to 11. The Bible says it is when God breathed that the ocean parted away and the children of Israel were able to pass through on dry ground. God breathed And he made a way. By the end of the story, if you look at Exodus chapter 14, from verse 21 to 28, Exodus 14 from 21 to 28, you discover that when God breathed this time, the siege was over permanently for the children of Israel. Permanently. Now, for you to understand this aspect fully, let me explain something to you. Those of you who have had the opportunity of traveling abroad, you probably have noticed that if we are flying from London, shall we say to somewhere in America, the journey would probably take eight and a half hours. But if we are returning from America to London, from the same place to the same place, the journey would take, at times, a little less than eight hours, the same distance, the same place. What causes the difference? The difference is caused that because when you are traveling from the UK to America, the wind is blowing against the plane. They call it headwind. It pushes back the plane. When you are returning from America to Britain, the same wind now is blowing behind you, behind the plane. Is pushing forward the plane, increasing as it were its speed. Now that's what happened at the Red Sea. When the wind was blowing behind the children of Israel, The rest, he parted. They walked through on dry ground. As soon as they got to the other side, God said to the wind, change direction. And he changed direction, and the sea came together again and drowned all the enemies. Write down your prayer number two. Father, Father, let your wind blow in my favor. Let what had been headwind become tailwind for me from this moment onward so that my siege will be over permanently. That's your prayer number two. Point number three. In Ezekiel 37, from verse 1 to 10, Ezekiel 37, from verse 1 to 10, which my son referred to earlier on, there was this valley of dry bones and the man of God, Ezekiel, was asked by God, these bones, can they live? And the man of God said, God, my faith can't carry that. They are too dead. They have become bones. They are not just dry bones. The Bible says, Lord, they were very dry. God told the man of God, prophesy, prophesy to the bones. Bones come together. He prophesied, the bones come together. Flesh covered the bones. The flesh covered the bones, but they were see dead. Until the wind blew. And suddenly, dry bones came alive. When fresh wind blows, hope is restored. Opportunities that have been lost forever are reversed. Ecclesiastes chapter nine verse four. Ecclesiastes chapter nine verse four, he says, if you are still connected to the living, if you are still breathing, there is hope for you. He said, because a living dog is better than a dead lion. Not too long ago, I preached a sermon entitled, Let Everything That Has Breath Praise God. That if you are still breathing, praise God. And why? Because Because if that breath is still going in and out, in and out, it means there is hope for you. It means God has not finished with you yet. It means God can see reverse the irreversible. In Romans chapter 4, verse 17 to 21, Romans 4, 17 to 21, The Bible refers to the womb of Sarah as dead. The body of Abraham, dead. But God paid a a visit and breathed on both. And the, the dead womb came back to life. The dead body came back to life. And those who felt that they can never again be fruitful suddenly discovered that there is a God who can change sorrow to laughter. The wind of God is going to blow on someone today. And their hope will begin to rise. Now, the Bible says, in that same Ezekiel 37, from verse 11 to 14. Thank you, Father. Uh, The Lord wants me to tell... Hmm. He wants me to tell everybody, Uh, maybe I'm being selfish, claiming it for the Redeemed Christian Church of God, But he asked me to tell everybody who cares to pay attention that the number of twins that will burn this year will be more than the singles. In Ezekiel 37, verse 11 to 14, Ezekiel 37 from verse 11 to 14, the Bible says, god opened the graves brought us out the dead brought us the dead out and the spirit of god in us caused us to live again Please join us on this same station at this time for another wonderful experience as Pastor E.A. Adeboye exposes the deep mysteries in the Word of God.